And we're back. We here, okay? What do you want from us? How much more do you want from me? And we're back. Hello, girls. We're back. And we're back. We're back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Hey y'all, it's your girl Taylor. And Toya. This is The Hoe Bag. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore hoe bag. That's underscore H-E-A-U-X-B-A-G. Keep up with our shenanigans. Bye. Now the title of this episode. I just knew you was going to come in with a song. <laughs> I was going to come in with it after it. Oh, okay, my bad. I <laughs> am Superwoman. Hey, hey. I don't know the words. Okay, well, and all I right. I don't like Alicia. Anywho, <laughs> the title of this episode is called Superwoman is Dead. And before we get into Twitter news real quick, we're going to, um, we're not going to play it now, but we're going to play it after. It stems from Latoya Luckett's interview with somebody that's going viral on the internet. Talking about Superwoman. So, to you, Toya, bring us in with the news. So, the Twitter news comes from Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And I had named it, if this is corny, sign me up. So, Mr. Brandon, no, you know what? Actually, Channing Crowder, uh, he had a little interview where he was saying that Russell Wilson, you know, I love you on the field, but off the field, I'm going to talk my shit. And he was saying that he is lame and he's a cornball. And if it wasn't for the money, Sierra would not be with him. Because how do you go from future to Russell Wilson? And the guy that was, you know, talking with him was like, you know, women like peace. And he's like, no. At the end of the day, everybody has a preference. And to go from future to Russell Wilson, nah, it's the money. You know, if we're going to attack it from that angle, I will say Sierra has been very strategic in her public displays because um, Boward Howard, Woward, little Boward. Boward Woward. Shad. Boward Howard. <laughs> he, uh, you know, when she first got with him, I, I believe it was just more of a celebrity matchup thing. That was back in the early 2000s. They was both teenagers. We was all teenagers. Um, but it was more of a publicity thing, right? And then um, she went silent for years. And then she reemerged with Future. And I think it was because maybe they got caught up and she knew that they was going to get married and they had a kid coming. So, of course, it looks like she was being seen with somebody for a public image. But we don't know her dating history. I think that one only came out because they had a kid together. And she was... Drug through the freaking trenches with that one. And so when she found a peaceful match, of course, she's going to display his um, relationship. Is it a money thing? I mean, Sierra, I know girls like the, and I say girls, I'm talking about the community. They like to drag her because she's not Beyonce. But I mean, it's Sierra. She also writes music as well. So I think that because there's so many artists that are entertainers, they don't really look at Sierra like she got money, but Sierra writes music. And the last time I checked, I'm still going to have a piece of that same pie that Beyonce get as many times as they spin her song because I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Anywho, Sierra dumped Future almost 11 years ago. 
has been married to Russell Wilson almost seven years, and these Negroes still can't get over it. Like, let it go. It's 11 years already. And she been married to him for seven. Even if it was the money that attracted her, they're still going strong. Mm. Like, I feel like the way I can look at them is almost how I can look at Beyonce and Jay-Z. And I say it in the sense of it looks happy and they mind their business. They ain't talking about nobody. They ain't hurting nobody. They ain't dragging nobody on the internet. Just like Beyonce and Jay-Z. They're just being in a relationship and not putting out in to the community all the bad shit that is going on behind the scenes. Because it ain't nobody's it. business. I love it. I remember I saw this one girl. She was like, uh, see, I see her getting on my nerves. She's so fake talking about her and Russell never argued. First of all, I, I do agree that, that you know, everybody. Has but it ain't everybody's business. But I went with that. Like, it's nobody's business. But at the same time. Girl, it's, it's so many. I think that helps lead into our next subject of like, you know, people not talking about the real and they have these expectations. What do I owe you my real life for? People, you paint your own narrative. Yes, but at the same time, not being realistic, right? Like, uh, it's my reality. Uh, yeah, I, I disagree. I, I think you can keep be private and at the same time, you don't have to tell people's business. Like every every day ain't perfect. Absolutely. But I think if I was to tell people that me and so-and-so never argue, then maybe we don't ever argue. Maybe we have civilized conversations and we don't just like what we just did right now. That wasn't an argument. Right, we agreed but I think to disagree. That's a way to, I think that's a way to to word it. Like me and Russell don't argue. We Do we always agree on things? Not as, as I think as all. an adult, that should be common sense. But that's another thing with the internet. Who who paid attention to this? It, we know. Like we saw this thing. I sent it to you the other day. It was like this a uh, black love marriage thing. And it was like the way to have a good marriage is don't compare don't complain. And everybody was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you you got to criticize your partner sometimes. Like, did it make sense to put the eggs in the oven and we supposed to put them in the refrigerator? Like, I mean, you got, you, you got to criticize your partner sometimes. But I, I, let me let me head into this last part, because Channing Crowder, sir, says that he is. And when I say he, I'm talking about Russell Wilson is so corny. He is a cornball. He is this and he is that. But yet decided to publicly tell the world that he peed himself every game during a recent interview, uh, a recent NFL films interview. Why do we need to know that? That sounds like some hating bitch energy. And I know one's supposed to cuss, but who says some shit like that? Well, I mean, I, I just, yeah, you, you, you are a hater. Like there's no way I can spin that around because as a grown man, I love that on Twitter when they be like, as a man, <laughs> Why are you telling everybody that you think that this man is a cornball? And as a man, why are you telling us that you pee yourself every game? But he's the cornball? But you want to snitch on somebody? Like, what? And by, first of all, I was randomly on Instagram, and this lady was powerlifting. And oh, my God. And she just started peeing. And so, of course, I had to go on WebMD. And it was like, sometimes when you lift so much weight, it causes, like, and you're contracting your abdominal muscles. I've seen that as well. muscles to release. So, I mean, if you was to say something like that, like, I mean. Absolutely not. Without the, I, I mean, we don't know. I, I don't play football. I don't know what's going on. But I feel like just to bring it up, it was unnecessary. And if you're going to go into it, let's let's look into the medical condition of it, if so. Because, like, mm-hmm. Russell, Russell don't do no wrong. He get his money. He fuck his wife. But he see, love his kids. I think that the worst part about all of this is why, why do we praise the toxic people? Why as a man, a black man, are you not dragging future for being toxic 
and creating all these toxic situations within all these different women and creating all these multiple households. And instead, you're painting the picture for Russell Wilson to be a cornball when Russell Wilson minds his business, gets his check, take care of his family, and don't talk about nobody. I never heard Russell Wilson come out publicly talking about nobody. I love that you asked that question. I had this conversation the other day. I personally believe it is the black community's upbringing that we are still trying to get over right it's anybody who loves or compliments or or appreciates is a cornball right it's always being nice being a nerd being friendly being friendly being a nerd was always looked down upon it's like oh that nigga it, what was that one meme it was like black people will clown you for having an umbrella oh that nigga got an umbrella he's trying that not nigga to get prepare wet. for the rain ah you whole ass nigga you, you got an umbrella <laughs> It's our community, and I don't know why we're still like this. Like, it's okay to be a decent fucking person. Like, no, it's I, not, it's, obviously. <laughs> but I think people <laughs> like that, love, you know, they, they have a lot of healing to do. And I and it's crazy because I know they're raising kids. And, you know, uh, those are the same type of people that talk to their kids crazy, like beyond crazy. I'll punch you in your motherfucking face, you dumbass. And, but, oh, but I love them. And it's really projecting because... Mr. Mr. Niggas, you sounded like you wish you were Russell Wilson. You wish you had Sierra. You wish you had his bank account. Oh, I, we would. Oh shit! I wish I had his bank <laughs> account. I love you on the field. However, and then you drag this man. What? And the crazy part is, Russell don't say nothing other than "I love my wife." Russell is promoting productivity, positivity. He's promoting love. love. He's 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 trying to change the narrative or he's trying to just show other people that all and it's crazy. And I, I would have never thought about this until I had a, a, a non-black coworker who was like, why do black men um, not love their women? And I was like, I only see black men that love their women, but she can only go based off what she sees on the media. Right. So Russell, and listen and hears in music. Right. So Russell has to go above and beyond to talk about how much he loves his girl. He She might have got on his nerves that day, but he ain't gonna let y'all know that. And then it's the same women in the comments for me that are looking for this love and having the the audacity to drag Sierra in the process. Well, that's why you ain't. That's why Sierra was holding on to that prayer for so long, because y'all some hating ass hoes. What? Who's hating on Sierra? All the bitches in the comments. Just like what you said. I feel like it's so fake, girl. You did it. Why can't you just be like, you know what? Congratulations, girl. You got what I've been looking for for Hold so on, damn long. I wanna, I wanna but you had that. to you had to dissect everything in the midst of something that was so cute and find the the bad part about it. To me, that's what I get from it. And I want to just clarify that because I, I wouldn't hate what I was. Oh, not you. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about and everybody that was under that comment though. Like I can see that. Yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. And what we said in what two two ep- oh, in a in a coming episode, a person can say on the internet, "I love my husband." And a thousand people would be under and be like, but what about future? You didn't love him? Mm-hmm. I never said that. I just said I love my husband. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all don't argue and y'all don't fight. Never said that. Right. Just said I love my husband. Yeah. It's never a, a, a unconfrontational confrontational moment on the internet. It's really, it's never. It's, it's what really, y'all mad at today? It's like people wake up and go, how, how can I find a way to 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 dis, disregard or, or, or dismantle this person's thought process and put my opinion on it but (laughs) it reminds me of something that one of my friends said the other day hey you know I told my 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 cousin this and my other cousin turned around and took that same situation and made it about him how did you manage to do that 
It was literally about Nothing me. To do with you. And you turned it around and said, well, no, nah, fuck that. How come you didn't do that for me? Didn't what? have shit to do with you. <laughs> and it makes you really sit there like, this is how you think, huh? Child, That's wild. Child, child. We can go all into that one. <laughs> I like pineapples. Why you don't like oranges? I never said that. Just I'm allergic, bitch. That's why. That's the fuck why I don't eat mangoes and, or- and pineapples. And oranges. Anywho. Anywho. So <laughs> getting into Superwoman Golly, is good. Um, Sierra can't even be super. Damn, Russell can't even be Superman. Man, oh man. Let me go ahead and pull this little uh, clip up. So, uh, gosh, okay. Whew. Sorry, Sierra. Girl, we, we support it. We love we love seeing black love. Okay. <laughs> so um, this clip I saw on Black Millennial Marriage, um, Latoya Luckett is talking about um, her mother and how basically her mom was Superwoman and created this faux pas or false narrative for you know sons black women have done for their sons overall because they don't show or we don't show our struggling um insecurities or moments so listen to this have three jobs and come home and cook and clean they think we're superheroes because we do stretch ourselves so much mm-hmm. and our sons watch that and then whoever they start to date or they you know want to marry or whatever they have those same expectations of that young lady their mom showed them what she wanted to show them and a lot of times as black mothers we don't show our kids the real we don't want them to see a struggle i understand protecting your kids but i think we do these boys such a disservice because they have these unrealistic expectations of what their partner's supposed to show up like and their mom knowing goddamn well they were struggling she made it look easy but she struggled just as much as i did if i would have seen her weak moments then when i was having mine going through my divorce it would have been like okay it's okay to feel that way mm-hmm. i don't always have to be all right well shoot i watched my mom thank you Latoya, for touching on that subject you're, you're a mom cool. you're a mom you've been a mom for a while so i want to ask you how do you feel about that? Um, I think she was absolutely correct. And it's so funny. The first time I heard the clip, it actually reminded me of so many times when people be like, oh, Toya, you've been hustling. You man and be giving me so much praise. And I'm like, I try. That's always been my response. Mm-hmm. And then people rebuttal and be like, oh, no, nah, girl, you doing it. And you make it look so easy. And you did it. I try. Mm. Like that shit ain't easy. It's not fun. I didn't ask for this life. I didn't ask to have to go out and figure out how am I going to be an entrepreneur? How do I do this? How do I do that? Crying at night. You know what I'm saying? I don't think anybody actually wanted that life, especially as a black woman, a young black woman. Um, And I do feel her because when men see their moms making it happen, Man, I, I and that's I've, I've heard it a lot. Man, my mama used to do anything and everything for me, and she ain't never struggled, and she did this and she did that. So then, when they do get in these relationships where women are saying, "I am tired," mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying, "I oh, I need a vacation, I need a break," they kind of belittle our feelings because it's like, "Um, you got it, you you tough, you strong, you can do it." My mama did it, not your mama. Like I I don't know what to tell you, right? Had they been realistic, like she said, and maybe were more vocal, like we're being vocal and saying, this shit is tough. Mama trying. I agree. I was, uh, so, you know, becoming a new parent, I hang around people who are also expecting, and somebody was like, oh, I'm not going to, uh, my child will never have to know where the cereal came from if I'm struggling, da 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 da. Although I agree with that, I think it is creating a sense of, 
of, oh, my parents did it. We never struggled, all this stuff, so that when life finally hits them and, like, they just go through the same shit we're going through, they're, like, distraught. Oh, my God. Why, life was so much easier in the 2020s. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> we still had the same struggles. I think it's uh more so we just were able to manage it better and we knew that what am I gonna tell a four-year-old baby I ain't got rent today what how are you going to comprehend that so I I get that them not telling that but I also think you need to be realistic like okay this is hard and we're gonna get it but and not not to make things a a shameful moment too because I've seen people around my age I'm 32 that have used their EBT cards and they're trying to hide them and do all of that I seen my mom use food stamps. Like I've had to use her food, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Pay or whatever. I've seen the lights get cut off. I've seen certain things like that. To now that I'm older, in retrospect, I'm like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get that you had a moment. Mm-hmm. You didn't let that moment define you. Mm-hmm. But now I don't feel as bad when I'm having a moment and I got to apply for food stamps. I'm not ashamed because mm-hmm. I know it's just a little hiccup or, you know what I'm saying, a little whatever in the road that I just got to get past. You know what I don't get? Every we all in this economy, right? We all see gas prices four or five dollars. We all see rent going up. We all see I had to pay seven dollars for toothpaste the other day. I was like, when when did this happen? Because I usually buy a lot of toothpaste at once. And it's just I was like, you know, I don't care how much money we're making, we're not making the same amount of money we were making seven percent ago. That dollar ain't the same it's dollar that was dialing. But some people want to sit up here in front like we got it and it, not we got, it, but they want to yeah. sit up front like they got in their flow. And it's like Yo, life is getting harder. And it, it I don't know why we're still putting on these facades. Like, it's okay to say, I ain't got it. I got to sit this one out. But yep. I mean, that comes with maturity too, right? Because I'm not fronting for no nigga that's up the street fronting for me. It's stupid. I don't get it. Yeah. You know, one of my friends was asking me to participate in something. And it was in a group message. And I was like, okay, you know, what's the details on it? And she was like, yeah, it's going to be like $1,300. And I'm like. I really, really, really want to participate. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, like, I'm not going to say I don't got it because I got it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think in this economy, a lot of people are really being mindful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of everybody's situation, A, and the actual situation in this economy. Like, although I do have $1,300 to participate in these extracurricular activities, God forbid something else happens. And now I'm going to really be sitting back regretting that I participated in that $1,300 activity. Because let me tell you something. Because I could have saved it. Let, let me tell you something. Because if, if you show up to that event and then you are in need, so I'm not the type of person that's going to sit up and be like, oh, I'm in need of, you know, JoJo got school coming up. So she no. needs some new shoes. And nobody, I don't see foresee people who are so self-centered because they get caught up. And I'm not calling this person self-centered. I don't foresee them going, JoJo need anything for school? Cause guess what? We it's just something that you don't naturally think of when it's not your kid, right? And so I I do hate that people are not being mindful of other people's situations in 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 just especially we we just came out of a pandemic. A lot of people Still didn't have jobs. It. And then now that inflation's going back up, they were trying to get back on their feet and it's like getting kicked in the ass again. So it's it's a it's a lot going on and 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 of course, I'm not going to say I'm struggling, but I'm going to be like, I ain't got it. I'm going to need you to chill out when I say that. Yeah. And it's like, damn, I don't want to be that person to where somebody feels like, man, every time I invite Toya somewhere, she act like she can't go. No, I'm not acting. I'm trying to be responsible as an adult. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I think 
it kind of reminds me that a lot of my group of friends do not have kids. So mm. it is easier for them to just, without second thought, oh yeah, I got it, I'm going to make it, I'm going to get it right back. I'm going to get it right back too, but I'm also doing it by myself right now. Mm-hmm. So I'd be having to take that into accountability. And I don't think a lot of people take that into accountability when they ask me certain things. You know what? I'm learning that now as I'm growing my family and it's a... People are like, oh, can you do this and that? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, I have to make sure I have a cushion. Because I was like, when this kid get here, I don't know if she going to need brain surgery. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with you her. You never know. But I'm just like, I'm, I don't have that parent that's going to be like, oh, we got it. Don't worry about it. And so I got to make sure that I'm that parent for her. And then I'm just like, okay, in, in years to come, I got to make sure that when she has kids that you know I can be like baby I I can help you out and stuff like that like it, it's nothing and I'm and I it's a big respect to you it's nothing like having the weight of the world on your shoulders when it's somebody's world you are somebody's world and it's like it's a pressure that we don't realize that our parents have I recently called my mother so I haven't had the best relationship with my mom growing up um and it's not bad it's just we just never clicked like that and I was just like I thought she was always just angry and always just bitching and always just you know, her favorite line, does it look like money grows off my ass? And I was like, at this point it do, because you always ask me, but now I get it because you're the only responsible person. And every time I needed something, if I hadn't talked to my mom in six months, and if I called her and said, hey, I'm in a bind, she'd be like, all right, you know, I'm gonna help you out or whatever. And it's, I appreciate that. And that's a motherly instinct that I don't see a lot of people um, appreciating because they don't have kids or they may not have had the, you know, resources or whatever. So kudos to you. Cause you know, and when my mom, you know, has been struggling, she hasn't said anything. I think she just got frustrated. Her her way of expressing things was to get aggressive and angry, not to cry. So I just thought she was an angry bitch all the time. Like, hey, I swear, the older the older we get, it's like the more you truly understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You really, really, really understand it. Which another kudos to Latoya for that because. Damn, like you really shed light on something that a lot of us probably needed to hear to sit back and have that thought like, you know what? I sure did never see my mama struggle. But now that I'm older and I sit back and I think about it, I know damn well my mom really couldn't afford ABC to eat. It was nice. I probably didn't see my mom eat. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, no, I'm not hungry. You just finished working 16 hours. Right. I know you hungry, right. but you wanted to make sure I ate first. Right. And not even to think about the social aspect, right? We need to be social. It is not, I'm not saying you need to go outside, but we we do. We need to go outside. And, and it's like when you have parents that just are staying home and forfeiting like their old friendships and lifestyles and stuff like that, that is a sacrifice in itself, a mental sacrifice that they had to sit up here and go, okay, I got to make sure little Taylor Jr., you know, took a bath tonight and all this. It's, it's, I've been playing all this shit in my head mentally, like the stuff that I'm going to have to adjust my lifestyle over the next couple of years. And we don't, we don't, I'm not gonna say we don't appreciate because we don't know to appreciate it. Right. You right? don't know what you don't know. And you don't know how much the, the price of tea in China costs. This is my dad used to always say. Until you go to China, you like, well, goddamn. Mm-hmm. I thought we was eating good. Like And a lot of people would would when I think new moms would be like, you know, is having a kid expensive? And my first thing to say is always no. However, in the long run, of course, if you want a good lifestyle for your child yes it is expensive and Mm -hmm. i'm talking about not just 
monetarily. It's expensive because of sacrifice. Mm. It's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you your peace. Mm. It's going to cost you social time. It's going to cost Ooh. you a lot of things because as a mother and a custodial parent, I don't care if you are in a, in a, in a good co-parenting space, moms always have to make more of a sacrifice than a dad does. Once again, I said a mom that is custodial. I'm not talking about dads that are custodial. We're going to y'all sit that one out for a second. But the moms that are in a custodial space with their child, we have to make the most sacrifices because we have to worry about how that baby going to get to him from school. Mm. We have to worry about us managing our social lives and our working lives around our child. Mm. So there's a lot of situations that I get to where, damn, I I just got a job offer in Tennessee. I can't even take it because do I want to readjust my baby's whole school atmosphere and pick her up from all her friends and boom, drop her somewhere new. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I I could get this job working overnight, making four times the amount, but then now what am I going to do about this? Like it's so many things that women moms have to do right. that dads that are non-custodial don't even give two thoughts about because nine times out of 10, they're probably weekend daddies or every other weekend and things like that. So mm-hmm. once again, we make it look easy. I think because we're not always nagging about it or expressing it on social media or whatever but shit i'm telling it now these are the things i gotta think and go through and i don't pick up the phone and be like hey jojo's daddy uh what are we gonna do about he don't even if he cares it's right. my job i feel to do because right. she lives with me right and and at least you can call you know some people can't even call yeah it's the, it's kind of pointless sometimes but i'm just using well, that as an example well no i was so i had a <laughs> the same homegirl who's a baby daddy stole her front mat <laughs> He should, oh yeah. He showed up to her house the other day. He was supposed to be picking up his child, right? This nigga dropped off two more kids. Say I got emergency key. Watch my kid. So she called me like I got. She was like I couldn't say no because he's a shitty dad sometimes. But she's like I had to watch. You know I watched this kid and I was like that is crazy. She's like I had stuff I wanted to do today, and I mm, been there. It be it be it be his weekend, and it's. Man, I'm going through some shit. Can, I don't think I'm be able to get her this weekend. Well, all right. And then you know what, what else he can told I her? say? What's the point? You know, he told her he had a little rant. He was like, "I feel like you get to live your best life, and I um I'm always on child support and stuff like that. I don't want to um be um what do you say? I don't want to be responsible. I want to re- release all of my rights to my child." And so she was hysterical. Like, who would even think to say some shit like that, right? And so I had a conversation with a somebody who's a dad who loves their child. And he was like, I mean, he I get it. And I was like, that's fucked up. But I was like, no mother could even just say that, like, willingly. Black China. <laughs> hey, let 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 people on the Internet tell us she did the responsible thing because she knew she was going to be a shitty parent. So, hey, you know what? I do understand. I would rather a man say, you know what? I give up all rights than. Me having to explain to my child, Mm -hmm. well, daddy can't see you this weekend because da 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 da. And now I have to overexert myself to make up for the lack of. I think I'd rather you just not be involved at all. I agree. I'd rather you not be there at all than me having to go back and forth. And then, and then, you know, kids, what you see, and I can only talk about this as when I was a kid, the parent that's not there is always super parent. Oh, they're the fun parent. You know, because, you know, we get to go through good times. I ain't got to go to bed. I ain't got to do homework. I can eat all the ice cream. And a weekend parent, Uh the summer parent, the spring break parent, Uh the winter break parent. I'm the one that has to enforce. No, you got to go to bed at nine o'clock because I got to wait. You got to wake up early. I'm the one that got to deal with pissing in the bed. I'm the one that got to deal with two fakes. I'm the one that got a dentist appointment and da da da. Mm. I'm the bitch. Mm. 
until she get older. She gonna realize that. That's one thing black mama say. You gonna realize when one you get day, older. One day, and and it's, and it's the day. Damn it, we sorry. It's cr- it's crazy <laughs> that it came like I'm because I'm 31 Full now. Circle, boy. And so I, I called my mom and I was just like, hey, I just want to let you know I appreciate you. I was like, I'm, I understand why you were frustrated sometimes because like. Me, I don't cry unless I've been drinking, but I'm not drinking now. So, I, but I get frustrated and mm. I, 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 get, I turn into a, an angry, aggressive bitch. And so people think you I'm your mama's angry. child, right? And so I was like, I get it, mom. I was like, you're just frustrated because you said something and nobody understood or nobody thought ahead of time. Like this is how this is going to affect us next week, next month. Da da da. She just broke down. She's like, you finally got it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that was a special moment uh-huh, for her. Uh huh. And I was like, I, you know, I get it. And I'm, I'm sorry. I was like, cause you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy how everything comes full circle. So I, I thank Latoya Luckett for putting that mm-hmm. out there. Um, she talked about her divorce. Uh, so do you think we hide <sighs> things when we go through heartbreak? Cause we feel like it's not our child's responsibility to deal with it. You know what? I can talk about that. So my daughter's 10. She has had uh, relationships with two men mm-hmm. that I've been with. Um, and it's because I thought, of course, it was going to work out. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I also feel like I'm not going to wait four and five years for a man to meet my child because I need to see how you treat my child. And that's going to let me know a lot right there. Mm-hmm. So my last breakup, I, I did sit my daughter down and I was like, hey, me and so-and-so, we're still friends, but this just isn't going to work out. You know, how do you feel about that? And she was like, well, what happened? You know, and we had, I kept it, of course, PG-10 uh-huh. because it ain't your business and stay out of a grown person's place. However, mm-hmm. that's my baby and her feelings matter too. Mm-hmm. So I wanted her to understand you can still have a relationship with him. And she does. She'll still text him and little things like that. But just know that you're not going to see him as much. It's not going to da 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 da. And I think she really, I don't know, but I think she's going to understand that she appreciates that because my mom never did that. Mm-hmm. You just one day see Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe gone. You don't know what the hell going on. Now it's Uncle Tim. Like, damn, mom, get around, don't it? <laughs> Without fully explaining to me what was going on within some a, a space that I could understand. So I think if our parents really did make it a better edu I don't I don't even know how to say like a more therapeutic type of deal to say, hey, this is what's going on. Mama tried, but you know, you, clearly you can see we getting fights or whatever. So it's not healthy for me to still be in this spot. That's mature. Then later on, now when we get in these spots, we don't feel like, damn, my mom been married for forty five years. Why can't I make it work? Why am I? Why am I on my third mm-hmm. divorce? I feel like a failure because my mom never showed me that it's okay if things don't work out. Yeah, me and your dad do fight. Mm-hmm. You kept it behind closed doors. I appreciate that. But maybe I needed to hear about some of those. Like, you know, so I, I knew how to get through with it. I had the opposite experience. My dad was married. Um, so my mom, both my parents remarried. My mom's been in the same relationship my entire life after my dad. My dad, on the other hand, he been, that nigga was a rolling stone. But he had one marriage specifically that was very toxic. And like, we would see them physically fight and please come and all that stuff. And he was, when she moved out, he was like, basically she's the problem she's crazy and all this stuff and so he was like don't ever get with a woman who's like xyz and so i think i've at, at, in an extent to an extent i became like a pick misha and a 
she woman hater and and now as I got older and I started listening you know you get to learn your parents you're like this would have been the healthy way to handle this situation or this would have been xyz and all this stuff and so it's like I still didn't see a healthy way to break up there are healthy ways breakups don't have to be bad right you can have a mutual understanding you know what Toya this ain't working out I, I fuck with you, but I'm just going to take a little distance, you know, so I never saw that in a healthy manner. And I, I think that that was doing a disservice that does a disservice when you don't take the time to understand yourself so that you can. So maybe she said, you know, what Latoya said, it was a disservice to her not seeing her mom go through a divorce. But at the same time, her mom probably in this example with my with my experience, she probably didn't understand how to not drag her, you mm. know, in the process of trying to explain it. Right. Cause then she, you know, she's probably protecting Latoya from mm. having this vision of men being toxic and ain't shit niggas. I get that. You know, maybe they're, they're, we don't know. I need to call Latoya. Well, one, one thing I do appreciate about my mom, for example, as much as, man, dad, if you see this, cause now I found out you'd be watching my shit. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, I appreciate her for not letting me know at a young age that my daddy wasn't shit. Mm. Not saying he ain't shit now because I, I rock with him. That's my best friend. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm a parent, I, in retrospect, see, you could have did more. Oh, absolutely. Um, But she never told me that part. She, my dad would be like, oh, I'm going to come. It's you turning. I'm going to be there for your birthday. My older sister be sitting back like, girl, his ass ain't coming. And because she was, <laughs> she, she didn't give a damn. That's my older sister. My sister's and not allowed my, to do that. And my mom didn't ever say a word. She let me pack my bag. She let mm. me get my hopes down oh well she let me get my hopes up to be let down and she let yes because she was like his actions is gonna show you i ain't gotta say nothing Mm -hmm. so from parenting i take that from my mom Mm. i'll my daughter ain't never heard me drag her daddy and this is no disservice to her daddy but if ever he says he's gonna do something and he don't come through it's not gonna be because i told her that Mm -hmm. it's gonna be because he didn't come through facts I, you'll, she'll never hear me say I told you so mm-hmm. told you your daddy ain't shit I told you he did a if anything my daughter's gonna think that her daddy is the best man ever it's not that my job should. to make it seem like he ain't and he gotta deal they have to deal with that later on in life when she comes to a realization of who he is as a person right and and you might be like like you said the hard ass you gotta make sure you don't drink yep. after 8 o'clock and go to the sleep at 9 and she, she'll respect it later cause she's like okay well you know it, it taught me some good and stuff. on the flip side when it comes to a kid's other parent, the daddy, man, your mom get on my motherfucking nerves and she da 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 they gonna be like, man, my daddy was a fucking dickhead. Or now I see why. Or my mama would, cause that's how I am with my. I'd be like, I see why my daddy divorced your crazy ass. But not even in a parental space. More so as an adult, adult having an adult relationship. Yeah. She'd be like, nigga, why is you always broke? You know what? Therapy don't work. I need to fight my daddy, <laughs> <laughs> George. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> I need to fight my mama. You therapy ain't enough. I really, I really enjoy this podcast so that we can sit up here and talk shit, like I, I, I in, in, in half therapy sessions and vent sessions. But I think it helps, like it, other people relate. I want y'all to tell us, you know, how you feel about things when you. Uh, come across these conversations like what resonates with you where do you think we could have done better or where do you think you know you disagree it's it's all about perspective Uh because I can say something and then you say something and we'll agree to disagree Mm -hmm. weeks from now something she said I'll completely change once I once I get into the situation I'll be like you know what Taylor you was right Mm -hmm. I never thought about it like that but I'm a 
I'll show you better than I can tell you, learner. So you can tell me all you want, and I'll be like, mm, girl, please. But it's until I get in that situation, and then I'm like, oh. Same. That's what that person meant. Same. I was that kid that had to get my ass whooped a lot of times because I, just, I just didn't click. I'm not that learner. I'm a hands-on learner. There's it's until I'm in that. the bullshit and have to deal with the bullshit that I'm like, Ooh, I learned but I my lesson. Those are the best learners, and I know we run up on time, but I, those are the best learners because it, I would never want somebody who's working for me, and I say, "Hey, the sky is is orange, is is a uh, fucking black today," and then you just be like, "Yes, Miss Taylor, did you go outside and see it for yourself?" <laughs> no, I don't miss, need a phone no, or, no, Mister Taylor. Tell, tell me the fuck why it's, <laughs> it's black, like, and, and and then tell me I'm wrong and, and correct me and then educate me on why I am. You know what I'm saying? Like my daddy used to always say, Taylor, you don't believe shit stink until you touch it. You're absolutely right. And I, you're right. I need to find out for myself. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people want you to just listen and take their word for as is. And I think that's a that's a way to get caught up in life. That's a way to get fucked up. That's a way to to find yourself in situations like. Well, he said he was going to do my taxes and give me back. Oh, he said he's going to do my PPP loan and, and give me back $20,000. Now you owe the IRS $20,000 because you didn't go figure it out for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you get caught up in stuff. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy this and this this conversation. Um, We did want to say something before we ended. Oh, so um, we are accepting sponsorships from small businesses. If you feel like this is a platform where you want to see your product on or see us in your product, you may have a t-shirt business, a hat, a mug, you know, whatever. We always have a visual space on YouTube um, or we can just talk about it. Hey, this person does hair. This person does lashes, whatever the situation is. Hell, if you got some barbecue that you selling, I like, I like pig feet. I like hog malts. <laughs> I don't, but that was an example. Um, we would love to talk about it. We can talk offline about sponsorship packages. Just be sure to DM us. Yeah. So uh, do you have a hope tip for today? I feel like I got a lot of hope tips. Uh, you got one first? No. Doo 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 stink. <laughs> but I need to go smell it and see what brand it is. Oh my god. So respect my respect my position on it. Um you know what I, I do have one. For people that are in relationships, if whatever you know, however you were raised should not define your relationship. Meaning, kind of like what Latoya said, if you were raised by your single mom that made shit happen and everything was sweet, please do not expect those characteristics in the person that you're marrying because you never know what mental space your mom was in. Um, you just knew it from a child's standpoint. You don't know how that affected them as an adult. So let's just be more mindful when we're entering these relationships because shit ain't easy. They just made it look easy and you don't know how they felt. And on that note, bye. bye.